Yep, this is Caesar Walker, the cool, calm, collected one. And I'm Ronnie Gatry, the emotional one. And we are the Tipping Point Podcast, your source for sophisticated ignorance, intellectual stupidity, and well-articulated nonsense. Walker! 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 We've Already came and supported the game. Peace and blessings, beloveds. We want to thank you guys for your continuous support of the podcast. Shout out to our first time listeners. Uh, If you are a first time listener, please uh, support us by subscribing, following us on whatever streaming platform that you are listening to us on. You can also find us on social media. Uh, We have a website that lists all of those as well as our YouTube page. Gatry, that website is exactly? TheTippingPoint.com. T-H-A, TippingPoint.com. Thank you, sir. And with that, shall we begin? Why not? We're here. The mics are on. The cameras are on. Let's do something. Episode 78? 78, bro. You were incorrect last week. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Um, it happens all from time to time. That's all I'm here for, really. <laughs> I know. I mean, you know, I'm rarely ever wrong. So whenever you're right on the episode number, congrats. Congrats to you. How have you been? Uh, Caesar Walker, you know, um, I've been doing a lot better. Um, I'll get my Weight Watchers hard to do. <laughs> I'll get my Weight Watchers update. Um, I, I actually gained a pound this week, Walker. I, the scale said uh, plus one, plus one on the dot, and I've got one of those scientific scales that'll give you a point three and point seven two four. So um, it was a true pound that I gained. Um, but y'all wasn't discouraged, man. It just meant it meant I need to go a little more strict, I guess. And I guess one of the things I realize is I'm not going to lose weight every week, right? Especially when I'm starting to slowly reincorporate weight training and things like that. I can, I can stand to uh, see the numbers go up, but um, as I've as I've been told before, and as you've reminded me on several occasions, uh, while that number is important, you can't get too hung up on it, just because. Uh, I mean, that extra pound didn't impact any of my clothing at all, uh, in a negative way, I should say. So. Um, I'm not going to lie though. Uh, I weighed on Friday and, um, uh, kind of went to the gym a little sad about it, but, um, thankfully I got a, got a uh, friend there that w- was able to, uh, lift me up, uh, almost instantaneously after sharing this with her and I uh, had a really great workout on Friday. So who cares, man, as long as we keep at it, as long as we, uh, stay away from the jelly beans and, uh, eat more salmon, we should be fine. See what I did there, Walker. Trash. <laughs> I was fixing to encourage you, but that is all out of the window now. Walker, He's, Walker, let me ask you this, man. Let me ask you this okay. before we get to talk about how great your life is. Um, <laughs> Walker, uh, I had a I had a friend reach out to me and ask me, man, when are y'all getting back to the Rudio? And I said, man, you know, that's a great question. And so, um, we talked about several other things, but he was just like, yeah, um, it's great having y'all great seeing the video and, you know, listening and all that. That's all good. But there's something about when y'all on the Rudy, I feel like y'all turn up a little more. And, um, he admits that he checks in with us for the turn up and he's listening right now. But, um, you know, I told him, I said, Hey, you know, as much as I would love to return to the Rudio, I got to be respectful of the other guy on the podcast. You know, the, that other voice that's there. He's actually a person. I have to, I've had to learn that this year. 
Um, because years before, I just thought he was just some random individual. But he's a person with thoughts, feelings, and emotions, even though he doesn't show them. So, um, is that is that fair? Is that fair to ask you right now, Walker? Like, when are we getting back to the rodeo? Uh, Meemaw says we can do things. I mean, what what, what are you thinking here, guy? Meemaw? Meemaw Ivy! Poison Ivy! <laughs> Get your mind right, Walker! The I white people wanna, are calling wanna, her Meemaw! I just... <laughs> Just when you thought we were not from Alabama, <laughs> Gatry cleared all that up for you guys. Um, I just wanted you to, to say her full name. Okay. okay. But, um, I don't know, man. I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, it's a good question as to when a lot of things are going to return back. I, I don't, I really don't know. We haven't talked. We actually, you and I got some things in the works um, that we've been discussing. Um, we're going to keep that under wraps. So, it's a lot of things that we're we're we've been discussing and uh yeah we can't wait we can't wait we're excited about it so uh stay tuned uh, that's okay. all i was saying cool my that's all uh, I was saying. my friend will uh he'll hear that better coming from you than from me which makes me question our friendship but uh any any anyway um on to you walker how have you been bro <laughs> um, as I'm eating these jelly beans, I just want to let you know that I'm actually down two pounds this week. Actually, three pounds. So, <laughs> so why you throwing jokes over at me and you gain a pound? Look who's dropping. Um, but no, I've I've lost three, and it was just in time for the holiday. And I told my wife we're gonna have fun this weekend because we've been very disciplined over the past few weeks in prepare in preparation for this moment and so you know our thing is like we actually schedule like what we used to do we would schedule a weekend where we would cheat and we would eat a lot of the stuff that we enjoy and once that's done we're back we're back on our ground we actually have grilled like pretty healthy stuff like turkey burgers uh chicken salmon um, so pr- pretty healthy foods that we put getting vegetables to eat with. So we're going to be, you know, moderately healthy, but we got some of those little snacks and stuff that we've have actually stored up in the house for quite some time. So we've been enjoying this weekend. And by the way, happy Memorial day to everyone who's, who's hearing this. Hope you having, by the time you've heard this, the weekend will probably will be winding down or if not over, uh, hope you will have enjoyed yourself and it was relaxing, but, yeah, that's what we intend to do, bro. We intend to enjoy ourselves and have a good time. But nice. once that's once that's over, it's back to the grind. Um, I've fallen in love with uh, jump roping in the mornings um, to to basically complement the. I'm running like two to three times a week, so but I'm doing a jump rope for like 15 minutes, like 120 to 150 jumps a minute. Um, you'd be surprised how that adds up and how you quickly build up some some good cardio doing that. So I've been looking at ways to incorporate cardio while at the house. Um, our treadmill is down currently. So um, I haven't been able to do some stuff on that as convenient as that was. But yeah, man, uh, I've been doing really well, bro. Nice. Work is good. Everything else is good. So I've just been relaxing. Okay. Since you're, since you're socially distant or quarantined, whatever we're calling it, how are you? Yeah, I know when you walked, you'd leave a trail of twenties, Mister Moneybags. Like, what? What are you doing? Is that? Is that? Are you sweeping more around the house, or? Because you didn't have to worry Am about sweeping it before, more. Because you were, you were, you were out in these streets, and the twenties were just getting. I mean, I've seen it. I've seen it, and I'm just. 
Thank you for. I mean, we got Supreme guns, and I've just been spraying it around the house. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Wife has one. I have one, and I think she's going to get the bazooka uh, actually uh, later this week. And you know, you just just have a party with with the with the money. Speaking of that, the drip. Speaking of that, I almost made a stupid impulse buy earlier this week. (laughs) So I hate Instagram. I hate it. But I saw a. Why you hate Instagram? Because I don't like what it does to me. I don't know. I don't like how it takes advantage of my hype beast sense or my wannabe hype beast. Okay, uh, is that better? So That's uh, much better. I came across uh, a Virgil off-white face covering. <laughs> And normally I could dismiss stuff like this, but I just I just kept coming back to it. And finally, I um it was one of those things where you had to add it to your cart to see the price. And I was just like, I I could I could put 400 on this, but what what am I really doing? <laughs> but I'm embarrassed because it went that far. And I'm just like, Ronnie, we gotta reprioritize, man. Why are you even I mean, that's eleven minutes just that you invested into something that you're just not gonna get anything out of. So I, when you said when you said Supreme Guns, you made me think of that. Question: Can Virgil make you some off-black sneakers? Because <laughs> <laughs> I think for you that'll be an important collaboration for the culture. I think off, that we would all black. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You giving me off some creative ideas. <laughs> I, I, li- I like what I, I see what you did there. And I like what you did there. Well played, sir. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's just a thought. I know you know him. You know, whenever y'all talk about off white masks, run that idea by him and see okay. what he says. Gotcha. We got a conference call on Wednesday. I'll make sure I bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Walker, man. Um, so you want to just get right to it? Like, let's not even waste any time. What are we getting to? Um, your what's on your mind? We're going to talk about your Democratic presidential so he, nominee. You've given them to me. You've you, given them to me. He's yours now. He's, he's not yours. He's he's yours, Walker. And I'm going to give. He's you, not yours. No, he's yours. And I'm going to give you three reasons why. Are you ready for this, Listen. Walker? I'm listening. The first reason is. I've got access to your ballot. So I saw what you did. Okay. The second reason is that's illegal. We'll continue. <laughs> the second the second reason is you are a you are an Obama stan. Okay. Stan I mean, if Obama had his own hype beast, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're an Obama stan hype beast, right? So anything okay. Obama touches, you have to have. It's like the Virgil for you, okay? Um, rule number three or reason number three, see reason number one. That was all I needed to know. So anyway, whether it's illegal or legal, who cares? You're Biden. You like him. You love him. Your, your thoughts and emotions may have changed after what happened on what I heard on Friday. I guess it technically happened on Thursday, but, um, anyway, let, let's get into it. Um, Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden, former vice president to the Barack Obama, uh, tuned into the Breakfast Club and talked to Uncle Sharla. He said a lot, Walker, um, that we're going to chop up. But um, I don't know. It's got me feeling away, Walker. I'm, I, I, I was unaware that he was even going to be on the show. And this this other man who... Uh, thankfully uh makes makes time to podcast with me 
texted me. When he texts me, I drop everything because he never texts. But um, when he texts me, hey, listen to this. <laughs> I was I was in the middle of an important meeting and I said, hey, guys, we got to wrap. I just got this text from Walker. It's important. Are y'all done? If not, I'm out. But no, but no, I was at a good place to where I could stop and listen. I listened and, and dude, I was I was appalled. I was absolutely appalled. Would you like to play the clip? Sure. Well, you know, Thank you so much. That's really our time. I apologize. You can't do that to black media. You I can't do that to white media and black media because my wife has to go on at six o'clock. Okay. Oh, uh-oh, I'm in trouble. Listen, you got to come see us when you come to New York, VP Biden. I a, will. It's a long way until November. We got more questions. You got more questions, but I tell you, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, and you ain't black. It don't have nothing to do with Trump. It has to do with the fact I want something for my community. I would love to see Take you. Take a look at my record, man. I extended the voting racks 25 years. I have a record that is second to none. The NAACP has endorsed me every time I've run. The world, I mean, come on. Take a look at the record. All right. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Anyway, thanks. I will come back. All right. I look Please. forward to seeing you in person. Okay, absolutely. Okay, pal. Thanks a lot. I thank appreciate you. it, Charlemagne. Thank so you are appalled. Let's talk. Let, let's go with you first. You've already kind of started with your initial thoughts. Kind of talk about what what how you felt about the interview as that was as it was going on, as well as the conclusion of it. Like what what what's up? Well, Walker, and I I shouldn't be so shocked and more so emotionally impacted by things like this, but I'm just going to share what kind of came on my heart as I listened. Um, okay. I really, I really debated with going back and running it and running a tally on how many times he said the word I. Okay. Okay. So um, he, he really, he really put himself out there. <coughs> Excuse me. He put himself out there and he was very, he was very proud of what he felt like he alone accomplished. Um, I feel like some, at some points individually and in some of the things he harped on they were actually accomplished while he was serving as vice president a few years ago so um but he took credit for all that he did everything he hung the moon he he also feels like voting voting is different now than it was in 2016 i believe he said which i couldn't right. really follow but let, let me get let me let me go ahead and swing for the fences and just and just really hit this one out of the park and assess the elephant in the room. I believe Biden came off, came across on this interview as as if he were the black savior politically. Okay. I had a problem with this because he is taking full advantage of what I like to call the Obama effect, right? He knew, he saw exact he saw firsthand what happened uh, or how the black vote was impacted when Barack Obama was running, right? And so I, th I believe his mentality, and I've had this thought, I just haven't expressed it publicly, but I believe his thought was like, okay, I, I was Barack's right-hand man. If Kind of like he said towards the end, if you are black, <laughs> you got to roll with me because Barack tapped me. So you, you got you to gotta put my name in your ballot as well. And I just I, I just don't I think politically that's not something you really say. And I also okay. I also feel like he 
I don't feel like he was prepared for this. Number one, I feel like his preparation was um, wh whoever his aide was who kept trying to inter uh, interrupt the interview was like, yeah, okay, uh, this is your itinerary today, Joe. You got this, 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 this. We got Breakfast Club, da da da, with Charlemagne. Oh, who is that? Breakfast Club. Oh, it's some black media show. So just be extra black, you know, just just black it out, you know. Like I, I feel like that's how how the prep was, and in, in Joe's you're mind, you're taking it was, the words right out of my mouth. Am I really okay? You're okay. taking words right out of my mouth. And I feel but like continue, Joe. Continue, I feel continue, like Joe. I like this. Joe came with an approach. It's like. Okay, gotta 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 put the black on, you know. <laughs> gotta go Barack on him, you know. Like I feel like that was his preparation. I don't I don't feel like he he was really in tune or wanted to listen to the issues that Charlemagne was trying to bring up. He didn't to want to put my black on. Yeah, <laughs> well played there, by the way. But that's how I really feel like it was. And and and, uh. and be, before before I emotionally drain that. I'm going to hand the mic over to you, Walker, because I know you have some things to share as well. I mean, you hit on as it pertains to the overall interview, right? You touched on a lot of it. Um, I wasn't surprised yet. Okay. And the reason why I'm not surprised is if you're listening to us for the first time, I, I, I had I had a point to to do this before we went on, but several episodes back, we talked about Joe Biden after he won uh, a few primaries. I think he had won the state of South Carolina, Alabama, and I think it was another state that I can't think of right now. But he was starting to pick up momentum and steam in the primaries um, when a lot of people had written him off. Right? Um, it looked like it was Bernie's to win, and so. After that, we began, we were surprised at how black people just turned, showed up for Joe Biden. And we were questioning what marriage Joe had for even being at this point, outside of being Obama's handpicked right man, right hand man, right? And so because of that, we already knew Joe just didn't handle himself well under pressure. And so how was he going to handle the next few months as he's on the campaign trail, as he's face to face with uh, President Trump on the debate stage, how is he going to handle those high pressure situations? And so going into this this interview, I would have been surprised to have seen I would have been more surprised to have seen a prepared Joe Biden, someone who was actually prepared to answer those questions that Charlemagne had or has been sitting on for quite some time. Like this isn't Charlotte, the first time we've heard Charlemagne talk, talk about this or these issues or other people for, for that matter. I've talked about that. So for him to actually get on that interview and, and that it was so interesting. The interview was only supposed to be 10 minutes. Gatry. We got eight minutes, extra, extra worth of content from that interview. He was supposed to be gone in 10. So to me, it just showed how little regard he had for the breakfast club and the fact that the breakfast club hate it or love it that is moving the culture like a lot of people look to the breakfast club for a lot of information uh for entertainment uh to be updated on politics and and what's so disappointing is all the people that joe biden beat out they took that plat they respected that platform enough to give them them more time uh, to give them to answer all those questions and to actually really talk about what they intend to do. And I feel like Joe just got in, got out. You know what I mean? I, I don't feel like he really respected uh, that platform as much. I was also shocked that there was no Envy and Angela. 
Um, yeah, Envy was off. I, I think they they kept saying towards the end of the yeah. Well, well I don't know, but at least Angela. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Angela would have had some questions. Like it, it was almost like I want to square off with Charlemagne because even when he began the interview. He was he was already combative. Right. He was already defensive and unhinged. And I'm just like, this is not going to go well. Right. This is not going to go well. Well, Walker, to 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 accentuate your point, I feel like Biden's whole approach, and I and I feel like it was kind of kind of reenacted through the interview. He's won the black vote. He's got rid of Bernie. You know, who I think Bernie was the biggest threat to him in terms of capturing the black vote. But um, Bernie finally conceded. Bernie's out of the way. So let me just cruise through till November. Like, I got what I wanted from the black community. For some reason, they're supporting me. Maybe because Barack, maybe because something else. Now let's do something else, you know? And that that was kind of, I kind of felt that as he was, as he can continued to brag about everything he's done. Like, anyone cares well, about that. When, when Charlemagne questioned him on, and, and this, these, are other, these are other things that bothered me because I, what bothered me about it is that he there were a lot of critical questions that Biden just sidestepped. Even in that short of an interview, ninety four crime bill, the ninety four crime. Well, he didn't even take responsibility for the impact that it had. Number Thank one, um, he completely he completely uh, dismissed Hillary Clinton's. Uh, statements about the 94 crime bill that she made four years ago when she was on the campaign trail. Um, but Charlemagne asked him, did you, don't you feel as though black people are owed something in return for their vote? And he never answered that question. Mm-hmm. Um, it, that's when he began to talk about his accomplishments and the fact that he had won the black vote to your point in the primaries and how he dominated and what showed what it showed to me is just how out of touch he is, because while there were a lot of black people who voted for you, there are a lot of black people out here who, who didn't vote for you, Joe, True. and are still questioning whether or not they want to vote for you. So I'm going to need you to talk to those people about what they can expect in return for your vote. He also sidestepped the question as to how because a lot of people have challenged him about during this time of covid how he hasn't been up front. You know, uh, Governor Cuomo has has picked up a lot of popularity just by how he's handled this crisis with, you know, putting out, I don't know if it's on a daily, but he's putting out information pretty regularly and he's visible. He's, he's reassuring people, especially in the state of New York, about what they intend to do and how they're handling things. And he's showing a personal side with, you know, talking with his brother. But on the flip side, you have Joe Biden, who's running for president. We don't see him at all. He sidestepped that question. So to see him just in these moments not answer direct questions about what he's doing and what he intends to do was 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 discouraging to me. Mm, yeah. Well, I mean, to Joe's to Joe's defense and credit, he did say he and his wife were wearing a mask at the house. Yeah. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate that. But Let's. I mean, I guess. I like guess we can just get cares. to the end of it. Let's get. To, let's just get to the end of it. Um. If 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 you're still having to decide be- whether or not between me and Trump, then you're not black. Right. Ooh. Come on. I guess we off black then, huh? We. I mean, we we might be um, off black by Biden. 
sounds like a good title to me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Creatively, I'm envisioning how that's going to look. But no, um, you know, who who are you to deem what is black or not? And, and, And I felt like he said it in jest somewhat. But it's still. I don't know. But 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 think about it, Walker. Even if you do say that in jest, it is very insensitive. It's a very it's very insensitive to us, you know, especially coming from where you're coming from. So right. it's not something I believe you should play with, in my opinion. But um, it, let, let's let's assume he's not saying it in jest, and there was some meaning behind that. Again, my question is, what makes you the authority? I know I know on this podcast a couple of weeks ago we talked about you know um black not being a monolith you know what what defines what shapes the black experience what makes you black well joe biden you it's not up to you to decide that at the end of the day you know because of one obvious factor (laughs) and i don't care how close you were to barack i don't care if y'all had bunk beds at camp david you know like you're still not at that so you you are not qualified to make imperative statements such as that you are not especially while you're still trying to win a lot of our votes right it, and again to your point it was the ultimate example of of entitlement mm. to where to where I am I am the chosen one. I am your political savior. If you're not smart enough to see that, then I question your blackness, basically. And to me, I'll be honest, Gat. Yeah, it, it was it was offensive. It was definitely offensive. I think to me, this this entire interview said a lot more about us as black people than it did about Joe Biden, unfortunately, because I just, I just took a peek at social media just to see how, what people were saying and get, we're all over the place. Yeah. And it's discouraging because I asked myself the question and I ask you, had he said, had he had made a statement like this towards the LGBTQ community, Had he had made this statement towards the Jewish community. You ain't gay if you don't vote for me. That that That's going to hit a little different. It's going to hit a little different and the consequences are going to be more stiff. But for some reason, you can, you can talk to us any kind of way and you still have people actually, actually attacking people for having an issue with it. Mm. Like we're all over the place because all of us have seemed to be convinced. And let's be clear. Can we establish something here? Absolutely. Just because I question Joe Biden doesn't mean that I'm voting for Trump. Right. Can we establish that? Right, right. A lot was implied there. Like it's going to be a showdown between he and I. A lot was implied there. That, that, was, got black that was a great political move, Kool-Aid. by the way. Yeah, but... You have black people who've drunk that Kool-Aid. Right, right. If I have issues with Joe Biden, that does not mean that I'm voting for Trump. Correct. Okay? Now that we have established that here at the tipping point, let's deal with Joe Biden. Because if he's the alternative, we have to ask ourselves how good of an alternative is he really? If he's that tone deaf to not know that he shouldn't say that. Right? Right. 
Now, Donald Trump has said some very offensive things. I mean, we can write, we can write a book of the offensive things he's said in the past four or five years, right? right. Just right. alone, right? He said some racist things. The Central Park Five, how they should have the death penalty. The birtherism movement by Barack Obama. S-hole countries, right, that he made a few years back, right? Like, he said some offensive things. I don't even think Trump has been dumb enough <laughs> to say anything offensive to African Americans while campaigning for their vote. The worst he said that has bothered us has, what do you have to lose? Right. Unless I'm wrong, right? I, I, I would have to agree with you there, yeah. And, and the alternative has said worse. <laughs> and, and my thing is, okay, I get it. I get it. We should, we should vote. But I'm asking myself if this guy cannot answer direct questions about what you're going to do for us and he can't take Charlemagne enough, serious enough, then I have to ask myself, what am I voting for? Who am I really voting for at the end of the day? And if he if he's so convinced that he's got the black vote in the bag, why should he listen to any of our requests? <laughs> True. Why even show up on the Breakfast Club? And 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 again, bro, it's I mean I don't know. What are your thoughts, man? Just talk to me. I know I've been going on and on, no, but th- what, what are your no, thoughts? I feel like you're preaching, and it's a, it's a lot of kind of what I opened opened it up with. Um, essentially, that assumption of the black vote being uh, attained by him already. Um, you know the 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 you you know the seemingly i'm paraphrasing if you you ain't black if you don't vote for me that that was that was below the belt dude you know like you were you know if i could if i could gauge him he was like he was he wasn't the best but interview wise he was okay up until that point and then it, then it was we, a train wreck bro it was but, a train wreck but, but i'm saying when that when that when he said that part i was just like oh you know, like that, there's no recovery from this. To me, it was already a train wreck, but then his comments was the explosion as a result of the train wreck. I got you. I got you. Yeah. Like you're, it's, you're, it's you're looking already, at the train wreck and you're like, maybe we can assess the damage here and pull some people out of this thing. But then he says and that then, and it's like, oof. yeah, so before you can even put the first per- rescue survivor Thank person you. in, it's like, oh, crap. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that, that's, that's a great analogy. But but Walker, here's my thing. Here's here's my biggest point about this, and I had to I had to get to this because I was stunned after hearing it. But right. um, I was I was reminded of the words that you have preached incessantly on this when we do decide to talk about politics, dude. This is just what it is. This is what it is. Like this is this is politics as usual. At the in the in the grand scheme of things, no one really values the black vote. No one does. You know, not even the so-called black savior, at least the current black savior, Joe Biden. And I'm, I don't think he's that. I just, you know, g- going back to our episode, I forget the title it was a while ago, but it was right before the primaries. And um, I was talking about the situation, my wife, where she had gotten a text that was sent out to a ton of black people saying, this is what your ballot needs to look like. And it infuriated me. you know. And that sample ballot, of course, had Joe Biden as a as a chosen one. Um, so, so I'm thinking like whoever generated that (laughs) and distributed that out, what are your thoughts about this? You know, or do you even know that it happened? (laughs) 
you know but um but it, it it's like you, it's like you, you said really we gotta wake up i can up, tell man. you what their thoughts are we got to get rid of Trump. <laughs> and that's what the thought is. We got to get rid of Trump. And we don't care what that looks like. So basically, so basically, we're basically trying to decide which massa we want to run the plantation. Mm. That's basically what we're doing here. Which is no different. This than... massa is going to let us come inside sometimes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I don't, I, I, I just, my thing is, again, this is an indictment on us as a people we should be collectively outraged by this because number one we have cast our votes not you and i but we have collectively cast our votes for this guy and this is the thanks we get in return yeah this is how you feel about us basically right so my thing is is that we can't even get on the same page in terms of whether or not we want to be upset oh that's heavy. That's heavy. We can't even decide if we're going to be pissed off about this or not as a collective. Right. Because you got black people over here saying we still got to show up and vote. You got black people over here who's like, hey, I'm, and then we're angry. We're fighting each other. Gatry, I listen to me. Our dynamic, I love our dynamic. You and I go at each other, but it's all in love. What I will never do is fight you or any other black I, you can have a red ball cap saying make america great again i'm not fixing to sit up here and fight with you someone who i should be loving over a 75 plus year old senile white man whether it's biden or trump i'm not finna do that i'm not finna do that you and i have more in common with each other regardless of our political affiliations our beliefs and whatnot for no other reason than we are black and so from there, we should start some common ground with one another. You know what I love about, since we want to talk about going to the polls and voting to, to respect what our ancestors, you know what our ancestors did that I thought we, I think that we don't do today? What's that? Be on the same page. Mm. Yeah. And you know, now, that even goes back to the civil want. rights movement. I mean, yeah. Preach it. No, but you had the civil rights movement. You, go you had further the Black back Panther Party. Yeah, yeah. You had the Nation of Islam. You can even go. You can trace it back to slavery, even back to then. But I'm just just let's just use this in the '60s. You had you had three different methods, at least, right? Nation of Islam, Black Panther Party, civil rights movement. Three different methods, one common goal: mm. Black liberation. Mm. No matter how we got there, we wanted the same thing. I want you to find 10 black people and ask them, what do you want in this coming election? You're going to get 10 different responses. Some people are just going to want Trump out, and that's good enough for them. You're going to have some people who are going to want reparations. We need reparations. You're going to have people who are going to want prison reform. But none of us are on the same page with what we want collectively. Right. That's why when Joe Biden comes out and says something racist is all get out, we fight each other. Which is not productive. Which is which is deplorable. It's it's sad and that's why that is why they don't have to promise us black people anything because there's no consequence because most of us are going to show up and vote because we bought the clue kool-aid that we will disgrace our ancestors if we don't vote when our ancestors all they wanted for us was to be on the same page 
to create a better life for us and our children and children's children. And right now, we're just perpetuating the status quo mm. by not being on the same page. I, 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 don't, I don't know, man. I, I, to me, I'm going to be honest. Watching that and in the aftermath of that interview, to me, it was a similar feeling of sharding myself in public. <laughs> I, was, I'm, I feel vulnerable. I feel embarrassed. I just want to go home, get in the shower and cry. I I just I it was just sad. It was a sad it was just, it, Friday was not a good day for me. Mm. It was just sad. Because again, I see I see people instead of going after Joe, going after a Facebook friend or a Twitter friend who happens to be the same color as you because right. they think differently. It's like, "Hey guys, hey, hey, remember what he said?" <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm like, what just happened? And I just, I don't know if you're okay with that. I don't, I don't even know what, I don't even know what the rest of that statement is. I don't even know. There has to be, there has to be something that bonds us. Right. You can be a Trump supporter, but you and I can, we can agree on the fact that we may feel anxiety when a cop gets behind us. Right. Not even right. flash That's lights. Good. That's good. Not even flash their lights, That's but good. there's some anxiety levels that rise when a cop gets behind us. So what can we do about that? How can we, how can we deal with that? Is it a mental health thing? Should we deal with policing? There's something, even if we are of different affiliations, there has to be something we can agree on together. Mm-hmm has to be and my thing is when you talk to these politicians and, I, and I, I was telling my sister this this morning i'm tired of us asking again it's the savior complex and we reinforce it by asking what are you going to do for us but we don't do that when we go to a restaurant mm-hmm. we tell the server what we what intend we to eat here's what you're going to bring me at my table right so when we sit down with joe biden and 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 the other politicians of the world we're telling you what we want, which mean which means that you I, and other people have collectively been talking amongst ourselves. But you know what? That goes back to 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 black love, loving each other. We have to love and respect one another at the end of the day. And too many of us don't love each other. Mm-hmm. That's real. We're too busy out here seeking approval from people who ain't black and crapping on each other as a result of such. That's why they don't respect us, Gat. That's why they don't respect us. Because we don't even respect each other. So how can we get on the same page? So how can we have a black agenda? How can we leverage our vote? How can we have our votes respected? How? So until that happens, they ain't got to do nothing for us. That's true. They can piss on us and call it rain and say, see you at the polls on November. Mm. And we'll be there because we got to vote. And right? we'll be there because we just want to make our ancestors happy. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's not good enough for me. It's not. Let Let me ask you. Let 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 me pivot slightly, if I may. Um, you know, one of the thoughts I had, and I and I actually made this comment in um a group a group uh, messaging that a group message whatever that I'm a part of, and um, I made the comment saying. To the something to the effect of we need to get younger politically right and it made me think Walker 
you you've seen it you've seen it you're you're fully entrenched in corporate america i've been there and you see those you see those guys who are knocking on retirement's door in terms of age they they mm -hmm. themselves may think oh i've got 10 more years left in me but the establishment or the the company the corporation may be saying okay it's time to get this guy off guy for books let's encourage him down the retirement trail right and he's 60s early 60s right how can we do that socially but be okay with a 70 plus year old man running the nation <laughs> i don't get that i don't get that if if, if if scientifically you're saying, you know, once you start to reach your 60s and the more you get in your 60s, you're not really we don't feel like you're capable of holding down a, a certain occupation. Does that does that mean, OK, well, good. Well, I may not be good at, the, at corporate America firm A, but let me let me go down to Capitol Hill because I still got a shot to be, you know, <laughs> politically relevant. It, it doesn't make it, it doesn't make any sense to me. That's one of the thoughts I had. And I just look yeah. at, I look across the board. And it's just like, man, it's just like we just we we keep staying in that box. And and I think deep down, we believe that these older people and I, I you can call me ageist or whatever, but I'm just comparing the two. We believe that these older people have all the answers. But historically in politics, we've done nothing different. And that's what I, I that's what I don't get. I just don't get that. I don't know, bro. I still see older men running these corporations. They may phase out some some people close to retirement, but those who are decision makers, yeah, I don't see a lot of change in those areas. But even then, um, well, they just replace them with it, another not as older older guy. <laughs> I, but but it, it it varies from company to company. But um, true, I know true. the company you and I used to work for at the same time. They had term limits on how long the CEO could remain CEO. Am I correct? That's correct. Oh, I know term limits. I know that's a that's a uh, those are two terms when put together generate a lot of uh, furious thoughts. But, huh, may, you know, let me let me flip that. Maybe the organizations had it right to begin with. But anyway, we're, we're not going to go down that, that my, trail but today. My, I, but again, to your point, we're voting these people. True. But but We're again, these but again, I think it I think it really I think it really penetrates at a social level because what we've been massaged to believe is only this classification of man, if we're if we're adding to that, is su suitable for the Oval Office. True. And I just think I just think if we challenge that, and this is this transcends race, by the way. I think if we challenge that nationally. And then we've got younger players with what I believe to be somewhat fresher ideas, if fresher is even a word. Then you have candidates coming to uh, the Breakfast Club and really providing some level of substance, kind of like Andrew Yang did. You know, Andrew, Lang okay. Andrew Yang got the black community talking. Right. He, it seems right. like he had something for everybody. And right. I have yet to see a platform, anything like that, since he conceded. Elizabeth Warren is a close second. Budichet, yeah, yeah Budichet is in there, but you know, anyway. Yeah, but yeah, you got to consider him. He's actually ahead of Andrew Yang, but um, yeah, it just it just depends, man. It, it just first off, you still have to there there are varying factors that you have to consider. Um, the Republican Party has an establishment, 
the Democratic Party has an establishment. And you almost kind of have to, like a corporation, you almost kind of have to play ball and be a part of that that culture to be propped up and be that person. Right. So even though you may be young, how much have you compromised to even get in that position to have the visibility? Be, and, right? and, and the reality is, if you get to that point, you've probably compromised... <laughs> <laughs> a lot so it's again and i hate to say it but it's politics as usual i hate i hate saying that but i don't think it changes in my lifetime to be honest i think it's one of the big reasons why bernie was always outcasted because he had ideas that were out of the box yeah. like you wouldn't even really consider it really democratic a lot of his ideas he had a but great youth-based consultant cabinet i i believe i i he, he gave a lot of voice to the youth i think he did ironically well again his undoing was that for whatever reason he just did not reach black people collectively right. but a lot of young people were rocking with Vernie. no question um but yes but, but yeah that, but that's my point it seems like the person who's going to be positioned was they're going to be a part of that establishment they're going to be a part of that democratic culture if you will um and so that's it is what it is and so what happens is in order to be that it's almost like you become a watered down version of yourself to be in that position and you got to ask yourself do you still want that candidate after that mm -hmm. after that cleansing right so to speak i don't know man it's politics bro yeah. it's just it's a nasty game yeah it's a nasty game so you said you had some quotes was that your primary question or yeah that was, you that was it that's the only one i'm gonna i'm gonna shed because uh, the other ones are just gonna lead us down troubled waters that we, we're not gonna be productive <laughs> Let's put a button on it, man. Okay. You're, you're, any closing thoughts on 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 the whole the whole situation with Joe Biden? Um, I'm not saying I'm not voting. I'm just saying that I have voted in every election. I think since Bush and Kerry, okay, I have voted. Um, I think that's when I could vote. Um, but yeah, like I, I have voted every, just about every election. So you're, you're, you're listening to a voter. You're listening to someone who gets up and vote. I have never felt this much voter apathy um, that I have currently. And I, I, there, there are people like W.E. Du Bois, he wrote a letter in 1956 as to why he wouldn't vote. I think if we're going to withhold our vote um, in reference to what Diddy mentioned a few weeks back, Again, we got to get back on the same page and leverage that. I think the, what made the Montgomery bus, bus boycotts work was that you not only had one or two or three people boycotting the bus route, but you had all of us agreeing to do it. And I think it's a, it becomes an effective thing when you hear multiple black people say, you know what, until you give us what we want, um, we're not showing up to vote for you. Politics is quid pro quo. And if you want our vote, Here's what we want in return for that. And I think that when you, when we get to a place when we start valuing each other and we start supporting black businesses and we start supporting each other and building black communities um, and promoting black businesses and we're able to put our money together, we can start buying some of these politicians and we can tell them, hey, here's X amount of dollars. Here's X amount of votes. Here's what we want in return for that. What can you do for us? Now you're leveraging that vote. But until we do that, 
you know, politicians don't really have to comply with any requests we have because when one person says, I'm not voting until you hear my needs met, you can find another black person over here calling him an Uncle Tom or a fool or you supporting Trump or whatever. So we got to get, we, as, as black people, we have to put our political affiliations down and really get back on the same page with each other. Um, I don't know if I could add anything of more value to that. So uh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's all I got, bro. Um, now on that serious note, let's get Doherty. Why not? Uh, feels like it's it about up. that time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so for, for, those, trash. for those of you that are new to the podcast, thank you, number one. Number two, this is a segment we have where um, Walker takes the week. He thinks of some things he wants to talk about. I do the same thing. He and I do not talk about them beforehand. And we bring them right here to the tipping point. And we decide sometimes respectfully if we're going to talk about it or not. So um, (laughs) again, sometimes respectfully. Uh, So Walker, with that said, I know what you're going to kick off with, but Again, I'll roll out the red carpet. No, you don't. Yes, I do. No, I, you do not. I think I do. No, you did. There you go. There oh, you go. Okay. 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 Well, we'll tee us up, buddy. Let's go. Let's save the best for last. Let's save okay. the best for last. You're switching it up on me. I'm not against that. Yeah, let's keep but it But I fresh. am against those thugs. <laughs> 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 All right. What you got, Walker? That's not the bone thugs in harmony. Um, <laughs> I have an update. In in the situation regarding uh, Brianna Taylor, yes. Um, Discuss. <laughs> goes without saying. Okay. <laughs> Kenneth Walker is no longer charged with attempted murder of a police officer. It's really, it was announced uh, last week that the charges against him have been dropped. Gatry uh, Pearl works. What's that? I'm sorry. Prayer, I was too busy. A, prayer works. A, a, a plotting. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Prayer works. Yes. I've uh, been praying for this young guy. Um, I don't I don't even know what it's like to mourn the death of of my earth and the love of my life. Mm-hmm. But then I also have to deal with the added stress of knowing that you've been charged for murder of a police officer, which is never a good thing. So for him to have the charges dropped, um, it's bitter. What's sad is that at best, as good news as it is, it's bittersweet. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure he would love to have Breonna Taylor back because she died for no reason. And so for for that, uh, we continue to pray for this family and and for Kenneth Walker that they can get justice in her death. Um, your thoughts i i i love to ask you this and i'm going to keep with that trend and asking you this is progress is this progress yes in terms of in in this case or yeah. just progress or in terms of in, is it progress for justice across the board as it pertains to people of color like you and myself I'm, I don't know if I want to answer that question. Okay. Okay. So we'll stay tuned. In other words. Yeah. I don't okay. know if I'm ready to say that. Okay. Because, because there's still an injustice in her death. Right. I will say this is a step in the right direction, but you shouldn't be, it's a step in the right direction for this case that Kenneth is cleared of charges. But overall, it doesn't move the needle any for you. Not yet. Not yet. 
Okay. Okay. I'm gonna back off of that one. I, I feel like no, no, no. Why, feel like why, you're baiting you me. I'm gonna does? back off. No, I just don't understand if it. If you're progressing, you're is, moving in the these, right direction. If these whether pops, whether it be me eating one less jelly bean, it's still progress. If these if these cops do not get charged and they keep their jobs, no, it's not. Okay. So now I see what you mean by stay tuned because you want this whole thing to unfold before we gauge. It's too soon. Okay. Okay. Too soon. I'll give you that. In my opinion, it's too soon because I'm happy for Kenneth, but I'm pretty sure he wants more than just him. The charges dropped against him. Yeah. It's like a now. Pretty sure Breonna Taylor family wants more than just the charges dropped against. They want justice for their for their loved one no longer being here. Right. Okay. So that's why I say I can't say that 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 things are moving in the right direction. Gotcha. So okay. um, stay tuned. But but this was great. This is music to my ears. I'm happy to hear it. Um, I have another update. Okay. Um, oh, we were going. Hey, this is your show. I can turn this off. I'm sorry. You had something. <laughs> no. <laughs> Go ahead. No, man. No, I'm good. Go ahead. I'm Gucci over here. What do you have? <laughs> no, I really feel like you should you should uh you should present your next update cuz I think it probably should, will mesh well with what you opened up with. So go for it. Um I have an update for the Ahmad Arbery case. Okay. Um there was a third man arrested. The um the camera guy. Yeah. William Bryan Jr. Um, he's charged with felony murder and attempt to commit false imprisonment. Okay. So stay tuned on that. Yeah. Um, but people have been calling for his arrest as long as they've been calling for the arrest of the other two individuals. Absolutely. Um, so for that to have happened last week was a was a was a great update. But again, we stay tuned to see what unfolds with this. Gotcha. So balls in your court, buddy. Okay. Well, um, I'm gonna take that pun. And uh, carry this basketball to. <laughs> I'm gonna carry this basketball to Salt Lake City, Utah. Walker, uh, I'm not going where you think I'm going. Um, Carl Malone's son had some words about his father uh, this week in terms of him. Uh, well, him impregnating a 13 year old uh, woman at the time to who would go on to conceive him. Uh, discuss her trash. Um, why would I trash this? Okay. Let's let's discuss it. Are, are you tracking on this number one? Do you have any? Okay, cool. So, I've heard rumors about this. I've heard this being talked about, yeah. but it hasn't been highly publicized. Okay, so um, so, so I didn't know about his son speaking out this past week. So you you enlighten me. Yeah. So on Wednesday, uh, his son released uh, several in- Instagram articles of content. Um, just basically saying, hey, <laughs> hey, dad, a.k.a. Carl Malone, um, I do know what happened with you and my mother and um, I forgive you, which I thought was very, uh, very mature. Um, he even went on to say how he understood in, in thinking how this would impact the stardom of his biological father being Carl Malone. So um, he was a very mature, very, very Christ-like uh, response, in my opinion. 
Um, but my, I guess I guess my questions are, are more, more so because, number one, I was in the dark on this. I had no idea that Carl Malone even had a loose allegation of uh, fooling with younger kids uh, way back to his college days. I had no idea. Um, it it, it kind of goes on to well, he kind of went on to share a little bit about him. Um, one of the few times he has actually been close to his father, Carl Malone, that is. And Carl informing him that um, too much time has passed. So there's no real shot at us having a relationship, which is really hard. But, you know, if that's something that young man has been carrying and he can still come out publicly and say, hey, listen, dad, Carl, I forgive you. I understand. Dude, you talk about you talk about a heartfelt human being, number one. But another person that has the capacity to forgive in a situation where I would say 98 percent of people would understand if he chose not to forgive. So a uh, very strong message there uh, conveyed by the son of Carmel or biological son of Carmel alone. Uh, your, your thoughts, given what I presented? I mean, I agree with that, but how much worse does this make Carmel look in your eyes? Well, well <laughs> he was trash to me to begin with, and now he's just like... Um, like, you have an incredible human being of a son that you don't want nothing to do with. Right. You like, had nothing to do with making him that dope of a person, but still don't want to... Still want to have nothing to do with him, huh? That, that doesn't add up. See what I mean? It's just, yeah. It just it kind of makes you look even worse because why wouldn't you want to build with someone like that? And you, that's you, my like I created that person, right? <laughs> you know, I need to ask this before I before I uh, present this analogy. Did you ever see Bad Boys for Life? I didn't. Okay, well then I'll, I'll hold this then. But yeah, yeah, but you, great point. Like, come on, Carl. Like, reconcile with this. This is your this is your DNA. You know, this right, is the product of right. you. You know. I'm thinking, you know, I can see, I can see if he was in and out of jail and involved with drug cartels, eh, I'd probably stay away from him. But right. no, like he, he appears to have a good head on his shoulders. Yeah. Um, kudos to his mom for for instilling a lot of uh, good things in this young man. But True. And did he, it say how old he was? Um, it did, but um, I don't have that in front of me, unfortunately. But because there, there are older people who don't have that kind of maturity, so right. for him to display that is is it speaks volumes. But he mentioned that he was taking a risk in saying these things because he honestly didn't know how his mother was going to respond or react to that. So um, he he was courageous in the fact that he just was just like, I got to get this out, I got to clear it. I, I applaud this young man. So he's an adult now; he's Absolutely. free to do whatever he wants. So, so yeah, you know. he can speak his own. You're right. Sure. Sure. All right. No, that's inter interesting. Next topic. I'll let you drive it since I took two in a row. Go oh, ahead. wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, this one's... I can, I'm not Kobe. I can pass. Okay. I can pass the ball. Shout out to, R. R. to Kobe. Shouts out to him. Walker, you, you delivered some very harsh words uh, that were directed at me last week that made me really kind of go back <laughs> in the lab and, and you know, reevaluate my life. And, <laughs> most notably... Um, I delivered know, harsh words? Yes. I mean, a lot of your words to what me are harsh. harsh? Um, you, <laughs> you made a loose accusation on some words that I've said before in terms of one of the dreams of my, one of my dreams for this podcast is to be more music oriented right 
and um, oh, yeah. when I, I trashed when I trashed your the versus battle that you wanted to talk about last week, you called me out on that, and I'm glad you did. I'm glad you did. So, um, I've got some thoughts on an upcoming versus battle. If you decide to take Carl Malone's side and be the bigger man, and allow me to discuss this. I will. But if you want to be a bigot, then you can trash it. So it's, it's so. I mean. I love how you position this. I love how you tried to attempt it to position this. I love, I like the attempt. You ain't slick, Negro. Listen, what what versus battle are you talking about? Man, 112 and J.E. Discuss or trash? Um, Discuss. Okay. Has I'm, it already taken place or it, did they agree to it? They agreed to it, which is, okay. which is crazy. Um, Slim, what's an, it, it's two members of 112 who said, hey, we're not going to be a part of this. So you know a I lot. I think I think Q is it Q and Slim? No, 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 no. I think Slim is in it. Okay. I think, okay. I think Q and Duran maybe. Okay. I know two of them are like, hey, we don't. Want I know. This. Nevertheless, two of them. I know Q is one of them for sure. But half of them are in, half of them aren't. Which I think is going to rob the fans of kind of the visuals that I think make this whole versus thing as powerful as it is. And if I if I could if I could sidebar for a brief second while we're in the versus arena, um, I did I did watch a lot of uh, the Beanie Man and Bounty Bounty Killer uh, last night for the first uh, reggae showdown. You know, for for those of you who don't know, my my mother born and raised Nassau Bahamas reggae music is a thing for me so i was very heartwarmed to see that um culturally reggae was getting a spot on this versus platform that was a shameless plug shout out to beanie man uh who in my opinion killed it and he got he has some crazy dance moves too but anyway um going back i don't know this person (laughs) i don't know this person anymore just when i think i have you figured out i don't know you who um, are you? Well, <laughs> and what have you done? And bring our equipment back to the actual gantry. <laughs> the real gantry's like locked in the closet somewhere. Like, right, right. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> How did you mute all the banging against the closet wall door? Dude, well, like, what has gotten into you? Well, well, Walker, going back to 112 and JE, it hasn't happened yet, but I'm going to give you my hot take for this, okay? And a lot of this is geographically biased, okay? JE wins this one in a close battle, okay? When I when I heard about this one on the table, you know, them thinking about it, I fired up Spotify and I, and I said, Siri play jagged edge and don't stop playing it until another child is born that is from my loins <laughs> no you was not gonna play walker we gonna <laughs> Wrong, I was gonna pause wrong, you. At the wrong. You, you was about to get paused out of this part off this podcast. But no, but no. In, 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 in respectful fashion, once I got, once I reminisced through all these JE classics, I had to give One Twelve their love too. Nothing against One Twelve, incredible group, but um, I just know emotional, emotionally, I wasn't as moved after hearing the collection of One Twelve, even Peaches and Cream um so anyway i'm making my prediction right now um je will win this one is this, th- is it 20 songs yes 20 songs 20 tracks 
I always felt like JE was slept on because, you know, they, they were kind of under JE's umbrella and in the, in the, during a time where musically the South was on an on an ascension, but still not getting the respect that I feel like they they deserved. But I still well, I was always here for Jagged Edge. Yeah, that's, but, you were because you lived down the street from me. <laughs> but, but, you know, but, you know, you, you go to the places in the country. I don't think J.E. was getting that love, even even after being on BET, even after. I mean, I don't I don't even think they made many MTV runs, but I know BET showed their love because I remember their videos. But they were just kind of like, a, oh, this is a this is a 112 knockoff from the South. I kind of feel like they carried that. I don't know if it's just feeling my prediction too. They no, I'm telling you they will. No, I don't know. Name name the jagged edge hits. Where the party at? Yeah. Let's get married. Yeah. And the remix. Yeah. Um, Run Run DMC showed up on that one, right? I think so. Mm. Um, gotta be. Hmm. Um, he can't love you. <laughs> what else you got? What, what more do you need? <laughs> You've made two babies off those five play, five songs. It's a song of twenty, Gatry. It's twenty songs. I'm not Name here. I'm not. This is discusser trash. I'm not here to go track for track with you. I want to keep this brief. I okay. want to present okay. my prediction. You want to do big one? I'm just, I'm just I listening. I want to give you I my think... prediction. I gave you my reason why, and I'm not giving you track by track, Walker. I got 112 winning this. Well, you, you're okay with losing, and that's fine. I'm not against that. I think I got 112 losing this. Just, just for argument's sake. You said you got 112 I... losing this. You're right. You just no, said no, that. I got, I got 112 winning. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm running that no, take. But... I'm running that take on social media. Um, <laughs> Cupid. Yeah. Only you? Yeah. Remix with Biggie? Uh anywhere? Uh shoot. Peaches and cream. Which I thought Peaches and Cream was an absolute banger. It's over now. I've already I've already named more hits than that's that's part of the stigma that I'm fighting against. You name hits commercially. Love me with Mace. Uh, I'm just saying. I think they got more joints. You're part of the problem. And though. I loved and I, listen. Jay Heartbreak, one of the best albums. Come on now, ever. now you're starting to talk. Keep talking. One of the best albums ever. But once we ever got albums. You know who would beat both of these guys? Albums. You know who would beat both of these guys, honestly? Who's that? Sons of Funk. Sons of Funk? <laughs> they did not get the chance. I feel like they should have got. <laughs> are you going to do the podcast? Uh, are you going to do the remaining of the podcast with your cape on, or are you just going to take it off at some point? Where did that come from? Shout out to Dolan. But I always thought, when, whenever I used to hear J.E., I would think, man, this is what Sons of Funk really should have been had they gotten the, the proper press. Sons of should've. Funk. <laughs> <laughs> you were never going to make it in the 90s and 2000s with the name Sons of Funk anyway. <laughs> Even with no limit, you don't think? You need a new name. Oh my anyway. 
Okay, so here, here you you've heard it here, folks. Walker's predicting one twelve. He's making it sound like it's not even going to be close. I I predict Je didn't say that. I predict Je in a buzzer beater type winning fashion. Walk off home run, tipping your hat, throwing the bat. Didn't say that. Hey. Just for the for the record, Walker I'm, did not say that, they you, was, that, that Jackie Day was getting watched. I'm telling you what I heard. Well, your hearing is a little off. So what I'm huh? saying is, I think right. So what I'm saying is, is that I got 112 getting. I think I got 112 edging them out. Okay, and, and I think Je is going to be Je is a formidable opponent. But I I just think 112 have they have three classic albums that you can pick hits and great songs from those albums to BJE. JE's got I'm going to be honest, I didn't care for their third album with Where the Party At Was. I didn't like that follow-up album to JE. They fell off on that album. Right. Or was it better? What are you saying? I'm saying next topic. I can't do this with you today. I'm trying to be okay. cordial. You're trying to take me to a place I don't want to go. But you, I, I you just want to say You kudos. forgot. Old Ronnie's in there. <laughs> That's You're still you emotional like he is, though. <laughs> <laughs> Some of that's contagious. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, okay. It's like COVID. Emotion 19? <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm surprised you have yet. I'm surprised. You know what? We've dropped the ball. I'm not going to put this all on you. I'm surprised you didn't cue the Bulls intro music theme when we get ready to talk about this conversation. Creatively, I wasn't even there. That is my, no, no, give me that one. That's my bad. That's your L to That's take? my bad. That's my bad. I don't even know why I wasn't there. Mm. That's good, though. That's good. Okay. Your thoughts about episodes nine and 10? Um, super, and we're talking about the last dance, uh, and we're discussing this, by the way. Absolutely, that that was that, <laughs> that was implied. I, that. Okay, we're not going to, yeah. Um, so I'm not going to lie, Walker. I teared up. Uh, on episode you promised nine. you would. <laughs> it was well put together. Episode nine was. I mean, the onus of this of this particular episode was the now deemed food poisoning game which doesn't even sound right but um just just hearing mike's remarks on how all that crazy stuff unfolded and just seeing the resolve just seeing the the willing or the unwillingness to give up you know it it motivated me to a degree because so get so I mentioned I mentioned that I heard it wasn't the food it wasn't it wasn't the flu game but I did mention that one of one of the conspiracy theories was that Mike was out drinking the night prior and was kind of sick that or was uh, hung over the next day that was not the case which I'm glad it wasn't I'm Me glad too. it was that he had he had been uh, food poisoned which I actually had heard that too but of course we never got around to it because this guy over here sitting in his ball of room of emotions um wouldn't allow me to get there. So uh it turned out to not be the flu game. It was the it was the food poisoning game, but to me it just it showed to me this game has always stood out as the game to say listen, this guy is the goat. This guy is clearly the goat. Look at his ability. Like how many people would have would have played and played well in that same situation? What did it give Utah 38 that game? 38. Come on, man. 38. 
And uh, do you know, to me, that game, you know what was, what was, I'm not going to say it was more impressive, but what was almost as impressive was them winning game six. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is in the next episode. Right. But, but yeah, like, I, I was impressed with the flu game, man. Like, that, you know, well, we still call the flu game for effect. Game six wasn't close, right? That They came back to Chicago. No, they won it in Utah. Utah yeah, had home, six home was, court. Game six was Brian Russell. Game six was Brian Russell. That's yeah. Right. Okay. Utah had home court that year because, you know, the Bulls got off to a slow start. Did you notice, and this is for my sneakerheads out here, but did you notice the the shoe switch up from Mike? Yeah. Dude, so, so game six, Brian Russell, he actually finished that game with a pair of J's that weren't even released at the time. Because you go from flu game to that game, he's wearing. I two think they came out the following year. Right, he's wearing two different sets of sneakers. That's yeah. something I never picked up on before. And what's crazy is social I, media pointed it out. Okay, well, yeah, I I had watched the flu game on YouTube. I mean, I've watched that several times. It's part of part of my uh, bedtime routine, you know, to help me sleep better. Um, <laughs> but I'd seen that game in its entirety before, and I'd seen uh, Game Six, and I'd never put that together until I saw the documentary. And you know, of course, um, as Walker has joked, I'm taking breaks and I'm switching shoes up in between, you know, commercial breaks. So it, it was it left me to a point to like, well, what do I wear now? You know, because you you don't have those, do you? No, I wasn't. Too, I wasn't a fan of those. I think those were the what was the Thirteens. I wasn't crazy about the Thirteens. I, I mean, but. Honestly, thirteens. I, I thought think they were fourteens. So the elevens. We know what the elevens were. The patent layer. The twelves. The flu game twelves. You know those are the ones with the big color on the side that he wore, okay. of course, during the flu game. So I would think the thirteens would be the next one that kind of looked like the a Ferrari. Thirteens is okay. No, they're okay. I am surprised you didn't like those. No, I went crazy about them. But um, but yeah, yeah, I I, I did want to point that out and do that image of him and Scotty walking off the court. Oh my goodness. It was iconic. Walker, if that, but if that doesn't reach into your soul and pull out emotions, I don't know if you're a, a, a oxygen-breathing human being. I don't. And this is why, Walker, this is why I got to tell you, this is why I get so emotional when you come at this legend with allegations of, of, uh, what, 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 of him drinking too much. Come on, man. Ghosts don't drink alcohol. I'm done with this, man. Okay. All right. So, um, episode 10. Game 7. Episode 10 was not Game 7. That series didn't go Game seven. 6. Yeah. Sorry. They game win. 6. Brian Russell. Um, Pippin's back. I forgot about this. I forgot about that too because we all get so lost in the iconic moment at the end of that. But yeah, but yeah, I forgot Pippen was had a tight back there. Tight back. Um, what was it? Back spasm? You want to call it tomato or tomato? You name one. I'm glad we can see people can see you in your element. This is great. Um. Yeah, I was just amazed at how that team was able to pull it together, man. Because Pippen was a shell of himself. True. Um, he was able to score a little bit here and there, but he was a shell of himself. But, but you know, you know what's great about this Walker? 
Um, a lot was made, and I'm, I'm not going to get the year right, so I'm not even going to attempt it. But a lot was made out of Pippen and um, these loose allegations of him not being a team player when he opted to sit out when Tony Kukoc hit the the buzzer beater mm. against the Knicks in the Eastern Conference Finals that year. So what I what I what I think the narrative is on Game Seven, although Mike had his iconic moment, six, Game Six, excuse me. Um, no one talks about how Scottie Pippen refused to give up on this team. You know, there's no way this man should be on the court going up and down with the condition his back or the, the status of his back. He shouldn't have been out there. But he sacrificed all that discomfort to even voluntarily say, I'm going to be a decoy, which was different than his whole mentality a few years ago or a few years back in the, on the whole Tony Kukoc situation. So my thing is, I don't think Scottie Pippen was celebrated enough for that definite teamwork, team-oriented mentality that he displayed in Game Six that year. Do you think? Um, and I'm, I'm I'm leading into a question I wanted to ask you. Do you think Pippen? How do you think Pippen was portrayed overall in this documentary? Oof, he was he he was not portrayed fairly. I don't think. Um, uh, but but I got to be honest, man. There are other there are other teammates who spoke up about it. Yeah. So so here's the thing, Walker. A lot of the harsh realities we found out about Pippen were fact. Okay. Um, yeah, it wasn't like it wasn't it wasn't any innuendo or assumptions or stuff like that. It it, it was definitely like Pippen they actually spoke to a lot of the things that that happened. Yeah, so and that's yeah. my, that's that's part of my whole point. Like Scotty, like you came you came to film and you 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 volunteer some of this stuff and you validated some of this stuff. Did you want sympathy? I mean, it's here if you want it, especially for me. But there are reports on Yahoo about Scotty's feeling feeling away about how he's portrayed. Dude, dude, I don't know if those are true because they're just reports or rumors or whatever. But if you got an issue with that, you shouldn't. Have, you should have told them to leave the cameras off. You should have told Mike, you know what? Nah, I'm good, bro. Go get Scotty Burrell. Yeah. Those yeah. are my thoughts. I know that sounds crass, but those are my thoughts. Did I say right. crass or kraus? <laughs> uh, Horace Grant, MJ. I didn't know they had a beef. Is that what you want to call this? Yeah. Okay. Well, where you going? I didn't know they had a beef. I don't know. You know he know he was being interviewed. Level. He made some statements this past. We call in MJ a snitch, pointing back to him, calling out the guys uh, doing coke on the road and whatnot. Um, and I think as regards to, uh, I think people believe the Horace Grant out. Sorry, I, my fingers slipped. <laughs> <laughs> you were saying, Walker, I'm so sorry. I almost dozed off. So now that you're being recorded and people can see you, you reached all the way over there to slip your fingers onto the button that hit the crickets. That's what you want us to believe? I don't know what you're talking about. Um, what what do you have to add? Um, what do you, what do you want to talk about? I don't care about Horace Grant. 
I mean, think about it. Think about it, Walker. Think about it. He he was on three of those Bulls teams that won. Hoorah. Okay. So the Bulls, the Bulls leveled up when Horace decided to leave and brought Rodman in. Who cares about the rest? So do you know why? Do you even care why he was even he even feels away? Yeah, because um, what's the guy's name? Tim Smith or whatever. Mike Akeem. It's, it's not his name, but it's Smith his last name, right? I think I think so. Yeah. He's a reporter. We'll call him Tim. Um, <laughs> Mike says that I worked with him and gave him intel that fed his book about the Jordan rules. And I was being a snitch, and I allegedly gave the Pistons the formula to beat Michael Jordan. Uh, Translate it. I'm mad because Mike didn't have a bigger role for me in The Last Dance, and I feel like with my contributions, I should have been displayed more on video. Look at my glasses. Out of here, man. I'm done with Horace Grant. Horace Grant. <laughs> <laughs> take that however you want to take it. <laughs> okay. Any more questions, Walker? None. The one one big thing you're missing about the episode 10 recap was the continued narrative from most people on that team that said these guys was it would have easily won a seventh title had um Reinstorf found a way to extend everyone for at least one year. The domino which he could have. Said again? Which he could have. Which he could have, yeah. The domino effect here, Walker, is Jerry Reinstorf. If you if you can swallow your pride, you and Jerry Krause, if y'all can come together and swallow your pride and say, you know what, Phil? Psych. You we 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 said this would be your last one for whatever reason. We actually want you to come back. And you sweet talk Phil enough to coming back. And he comes back. Next thing you know, MJ's gonna come back. Next thing you know, Scotty's gonna come back. Next thing you know, Robin's gonna come back. And you're you're back in Grant Park the following year with an extra trophy. No questions about it. And I just, I just Go ahead. Sam Smith was the name of the reporter. Sam, Sam, what's up, man? My bad, bro. His middle name's Tim. <laughs> um, but yeah. Let me ask you this. Yeah. I think if I remember the question, I think I got sidetracked. But it's not a question. The biggest thing that came out of this was that Jordan actually is not satisfied by how things ended. Right. But all this time, I was convinced that him going out as a champion, winning six six championships, two back, two three-peats, was, was a good way to go out. Jordan was like, no, because he wanted an opportunity to prove that he could win a seventh one. He obviously had another chip in him. So, I mean, it's just like... No, I don't think he was satisfied. I don't think he wanted that. This, all, I think, all this points back to the the Jerry and Jerry show. You don't think Tim Duncan and David Robinson would have got the best of Jordan Pippen? Who? Tim Duncan and David Robinson. Tim Duncan and David Robinson. Sorry. I, Tim Duncan and David Robinson. Did I lose you again, Walker? <laughs> it's, it's, it sounds like you're saying Tim Duncan and David Robinson. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. Okay. Okay. 
And you said what? Won the championship the following year. You said, but you at what was the question again? Would they have won the chip? The the Spurs? Yeah. <laughs> here it is. Here it is, Walker. I'm gonna do this for you. Here it is. <laughs> This is what I want. This is what I want. Go ahead. Don't disappoint me. Don't let me down. Let's look at this because we know who's coming out of the West, right? Because that's already happened. So we're going to speculate who's coming out of the East with everybody coming back, right? So let's go down. So he's going to beat New York. He's going to beat New York. Yeah. Who? who? (laughs) (laughs) Did you think Anthony Mace is going to beat this guy? Why did you pick Anthony Mason? He's dead, Gantry. Oh, is he for real? <laughs> you are a terrible person. Dude, You're Anthony terrib- Mason's dead? Yes. Why did you pick Anthony Mason? Why did you let me why did you let me just why have that? Why did you what? <laughs> why did you let me just- it's entertaining? <laughs> it's entertaining. And you never disappoint. Let's see. Died February 28th, 2015. Oh my goodness, dude. That five years ago. <sighs> now is, there a tra- is there a trash can in that room that you're recording in? <laughs> yeah, you're looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, now I feel terrible. Okay, okay. Well, the Bulls, the uh, Bulls beat the, the, the Bulls beat the Why Nets. did you pick Anthony Mason? You could have said so many different people. <laughs> If I had, it seemed like an easy target. Um, okay, so the Bulls, the Bulls will beat the Knicks, obviously. Um, you know, barring anything unforeseen, like you know Michael Jordan getting food poisoning again, because um, <laughs> we know what happens when that happens. So let's just say, let's say matchup: Spurs are there and the Bulls, right? So you got you got an aged, aged David Robinson, right? And you got a new, young, scrappy whippersnapper by the name of Tim Duncan, okay? So um, you you obviously, you obviously got Rodman with a chip on his shoulder, right? This is, this is must-see TV right here. I'm framing this up. You got Rodman with a chip on his shoulder because they say, you know, hey, Rodman, or San Antonio says, hey, Rodman, uh, we're, we're shipping you to Chicago for Will Purdue. Yes. Um, so you got to angry that would, now he would have now that would have been a motivated person. Thank you. Thank you. So you already got been a motivated person. You already got that. So, you, of course, you're going to put him on Duncan. You're just going to let him harass Duncan like because Duncan had not been exposed to worm tactics yet. Right. So you got that. David Robinson, maybe will do something. I mean, Luke Longley's not going to really do well in defending him, but we'll, we'll call that. We'll call that David Robinson. So let's boil this down. Right. So let's get to MJ. <laughs> Let me ask you, dude. Is Sean Elliott? <laughs> what? I knew you was going there. I knew you was. <laughs> okay. I knew Sean, you were going there. I knew Sean Elliott. <laughs> I'm Dwayne Wade and you, LeBron, trailing on an alley oop fast break. Like I already, like I just, lie, I just 
threw it in direction of the goal. I wish, I wish you had prepped me for that so I could have had my iPad, so I could have reenacted the, the whole MJ thing from Last Dance. I would have given you that. I would have given you a great reenactment of that. So you got Sean Elliott on MJ. Okay, okay. He's, he's You know he's giving Sean an easy 40. He's giving Sean 40 easy. He's yeah, working, Elliot, Sean. Sean Elliott's getting buckets. Right, and we hadn't even got to Pip yet. So, I mean, come on, man. It, it's it's not a runaway series by any means, Walker, because you do have you do have Hall of Fame caliber coaching for the Spurs. Obviously, you got and players, yeah, and players. You got a phenom in Duncan. Was Ginobili there yet, or was he still over in I don't Argentina? Know if he was there yet? Okay, okay. I he may have. But okay. I don't. I don't know. But he, he wasn't Manu. He wasn't Manu. He wasn't Manu though. Right. He hadn't right, become Manu yet. Right. He didn't find his first name. Um, but yeah, Walker. <laughs> Walker, this series, this series is is four two, Bulls, get them out of here, and and I'm I'm not even basing this on MJ effect. I started with the most important, which is the worm having the chip. So you know, you know, you, yeah, you don't even want. He, it, it's no wrestling. It's no taking a week hiatus to Las Vegas if the Spurs are in the finals with the Bulls. It's it's locked in worm. You don't want that. So gr- great question, by the way, Walker. But this is comical. It was comical because you made it comical. Um, no, 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 no. You made it comical. I asked it because I was ready for your antics, and you never, you do not disappoint. So thank you, sir. <laughs> Why do you? Uh, Why shall do we this? close out? We should, we shall. Why do you do this to me? Do what? Why do you? Why do you pull me? I don't understand these? the question. Okay, how do we? Close what are you talking out? about? Let's close out, Walker. What am I doing? Nothing. You're you're about to close us out. No, what am I doing? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Well, guys, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna close this out with shout outs and player of the week. Um, we're gonna shout out someone who's doing dope stuff in the community as well as uh player of the week. We usually bring attention to people who are out here playing themselves within the last week or so, hence the term player of the week. And with that. Yeah, would you like to go first with your shout out or would you like me to go first? Uh, I'll go first with my shout out, Walker. This will be very brief, but it's uh, extremely dope as well. Checking my soundboard to make sure I'm queued up. Um, Walker, I'm taking you to Nashville, Tennessee to shout out a uh, black female who's who got some really great news on Thursday. Um, Walker, I give you Candace Lee. Have you heard of her? have not okay candace lee is the newly appointed athletics director at vanderbilt university walker at the tipping point we pride ourselves on being advocates of black girl magic and this is the latest and greatest uh example of that well not the greatest but the latest um walker this is this is impactful because she marks the first ever black female appointed as an ad in the southeastern conference dude this is major little bit about candace if i will she balled and balled out at vandy uh she's she's proud of llama vandy wasn't it was a very decorated basketball player there as well um stayed involved with vandy athletics after her uh, basketball career ended and really worked her way up the administrative ranks um even even up to now being named interim ad 
And um, I got a shout out to Vandy for making the right call and taking that interim tag and throwing it with Sean Elliott somewhere the in the abyss and uh, making this woman <laughs> athletic director. So um, Vandy, listen, before I give you the applause, I see what you're doing and I'm not against it. OK, L listen, watch this, Walker. You got you got Candace Lee, C. Lee, as I call her. You know who's coaching the men's team? Oh, Anthony Hardaway. No, Jerry Stackhouse. No, 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 yeah, Stackhouse. Yeah, same state, NBA. Yes, I'll give you that. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I'm gonna let you live today, Walker. I came here ready to do something else to you. Pause. Um, but Jerry Stackhouse, coach of the men's basketball team, and of course you got Derek Mason, longtime coach of their football team. So Vandy. You may not see what you're doing, but I see what you're doing, and I'm here for it. You're black over there. Hey, <laughs> you will. Sorry, one last thing. You will not be. You will not even begin to guess the head coach of the women's basketball team. Who? I don't know her first name, but her last name is White. <laughs> <laughs> and she's Caucasian. Anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. You couldn't help yourself. I understand. Um, my shout out uh, is goes out to Jay Z and Meek Mill. Um, you know they have a nonprofit called Reform Alliance, which is designed uh, to basically deal with prison reform and the like. Um, I, what I didn't know about the Reform Alliance is that Van Jones was a CEO. Oh, I did wow. not know that. That's major. <laughs> Yeah, so the nonprofit uh, they have pledged to donate masks to all U.S. correctional facilities. Um, as we know that that's been an issue about safety and proper protection in light of COVID uh, for the prisons and those who are in prison. And you got to keep in mind, you have a lot of people in prison who are there in general pop on trumped up charges, bogus charges. I mean, think about it guys like a Kenneth Walker are in there. So for them to not have any type of mask or any type of prote protection, those are things that the Jay-Z's, the Meek Mills, other uh, uh, advocates and people like Van Jones have been pushing for um, in terms of the prisons having proper safety and protection measures. So I want to shout out Jay-Z and Meek Mill and the Reform Alliance for taking upon the necessary measures to provide masks to all the U.S. correctional facilities. Be before we get to the nonsense, Walker, all jokes aside, this is such a serious initiative. Um, I'm not sure if you read these uh, the articles about certain inmates in California who are like voluntarily like sipping on a water bottle and passing it around in attempts to get COVID so they can get out. Have you seen that? Oh, wow. Yeah, no. dude. Like this, the, the, the links and the measures these guys are going going through to try to, you know, get a chance to maybe get released. I mean, I kind of I kind of understand it. I, I definitely respect it. But at the end of the day, I firmly believe, especially in our community, COVID is nothing to mess with. And um, I'm glad that that two icons, uh, legends, well, Jay's a legend, me, me can. Um, <laughs> sorry. I don't understand why you've been taking people out. Because I, like I can't give Meek legendary status yet. Is that is that a crime? 
You did, but you ain't gotta go there. Okay. Well, I wanted to give Jay his proper due, but um, you can do that without dumping on me. You could continue. I didn't dump on him. I said he was. Gad. Are you serious? Now it, you're lying. No. Anyway. Anyway, we'll run the tape back after this. Um, they but gonna no. find that you trash <laughs> even then. Hey, I listen to Meek Mill. <laughs> black Walker you say I never disappoint you you never disappoint me <laughs> terrible you are awful um but nah but nah this is this is a huge thing and I'm I'm so glad efforts like this are being put uh put in a play and I'm so glad that um even our biggest stars are being mindful of those uh that are in prison so I'm 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 definitely I'm definitely cued in on this Walker so thank you for sharing that Dope, dope. Um, player of the week. Shall I go first? Yeah, sure. Mine is mine is very light and really comical. Mine's short. Okay. Mine is very short. It's Joe Biden. It's Joe Biden. He's a player of the week. You had one job to do, Joe. You had ten minutes, and you still you answered no questions and still managed to put your fo- foot in your mouth. Mm. Okay. Simple nope. and put. No arguments there, Walker. <clears throat> um. <laughs> Mine, mine. Uh, <laughs> I just couldn't. We and I debated Walker because I think we may have shared this one. Did we talk about the Lambo kid? Lambo kid. Good. Okay. So I'm gonna take you to uh, an undisclosed city in Utah. I've, we're we're living in Utah here on this podcast. It's crazy. There's a lot of underlying energy from Utah. But um, Sean Elliott was actually born in no. Um, this uh, in Utah, Walker. There is um, a five-year-old kid who, for obvious reasons, they um, his name is not disclosed. But um, he was he was at home watching uh, watching content on his iPad, right? And so he goes and asks his parents if they can buy him a Lamborghini, right? And so, of course, his parents are like, no, you're five. Like, what do you think? What do you think you're going to do with a Lamborghini? And B, do you know how expensive Lamborghinis are? Okay. So, I mean, I'm I'm respecting. He's five. Yeah. So I'm respecting the parental guidance that was shown here that at least that I read in this article. So, um, Walker, what does this five-year-old kid do? Good question. So he says, you know what? I'm getting my Lambo and I don't care who stops me. Right. So, kid gets access to the to one of the family vehicles, hops in, cranks it up, driving to get his Lambo, right? So, um, this kid manages five years old, you know, hey, you know, two two years younger than my son. Wait a minute, my oldest son. Yeah, I'm I'm not making this up, Walker. Come on, come on. What you got? I'll wait till you. I'll wait till you finish. Yeah, I know what you're thinking. How do you get access to keys in the vehicle? I got that. I got you, Walker. Just sit back. This gets better. If you got popcorn, yeah. Um, so yeah, so this five-year-old kid is now in a car, in a moving vehicle, and he manages to make it to the interstate. There's footage of this on YouTube, and if you Google this, you'll see it. And um, police officer happens to see what he thought was someone driving under the influence. So um, the kid had the wherewithal to see the police lights and still managed to pull over, which I thought was kind of crazy at five years old. 
So he pulls over, cop comes out. He's shocked to see a kid who can barely put his feet on the gas of the brake pedal. <laughs> so the police hey. officer does not ask for a license. He, he goes into it and says, hey kid, what are you doing? And so the kid says, hey man, um, look, this has nothing to do with you and everything to do with me getting a Ferrari, right? My parents said I couldn't have one. I'm about to show them. I'm taking matters to my own hands. So the, the police officer says, okay, well, how old are you? And he said, I'm five. And the cop then, I mean, it's, it's funny to see the cop's reaction on the video, but he's just like, hold on, you're five? So the cop did what the cop should have done. He reached in, disabled the vehicle, uh, got the kid out and uh, returned the kid home in order to inform his parents who, who knew, who were just starting to find out that, you know, or starting to realize that their five-year-old son wasn't there. How odd is this? Um, so the, that's my question yeah yeah that, so, that was... so, <laughs> so so the police officer brings the kid back home sharing all the information to him and so um i'm not sure how this kid was disciplined because that was not disclosed in the article but here's the kicker walker um uh, upon asking said child well if you were able to stumble upon a lamborghini dealership or some type of establishment to where you could procure a lamborghini how were you going to do this monetarily so the kid, without, as the article says, without hesitation, reaches into his pocket and pulls out four new crisp $1 bills. Now, Walker, I'm not good at math, but I'm, I'm more than willing to believe that that $4 could have gotten this kid that Lambo he wanted, right? No. It, it could have. Hot Wheels are currently $1.70. He'd have been fine. So I'm yeah. pretty sure they're selling that at the dealership. But go ahead. <laughs> uh, so Walker, this is player of the week. Not sure who really played themselves here, but I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap this with a little bit of good faith and humanity, if you don't mind. So as this, this happened early May, earlier this month. But as this news started making waves, what what happened with this kid was that was what I think is remarkable. I don't know if it teaches him a lesson or not. But um, as people heard about it, I know there was a particular celebrity, one I, one name I've never heard before, but has has a Lamborghini. He contacted the, the family, was able to come through with his Lambo so the kid could sit in it. The kid was able to ride with him in it. The, and the list goes on. So and then it, that's just only the tip of the iceberg. They've had they've had requests from Lamborghini dealerships near the area. Who knew you could go buy a Lamborghini in Utah? Um, but they had Lamborghini de dealerships reaching out to him, say, "Hey, man, bring the kid over. At, 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 scratch that. We'll come and get the kid in a Lambo. We'll bring him back. We'll let him see all of our Lambos." I mean, it's just I, I, I like what has transpired after that. So I got to shout out humanity a little bit, but. Um, I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna give the kid the PO dub here, man. You gotta listen to your parents. You gotta be a kid. You gotta be civilized, man. Like, don't just go hop in the car. I don't know what I would do if if I if I ever ever had YG in that situation. I, I honestly don't know. So I'm not I'm not faulting the parents. I just as a parent of a kid similar age, I do I have no idea how I would react if this happened with my own son. I, I do how you don't know. how you don't know that the car is gone? Yeah, that, these these are good questions. That I don't know. Okay, fine. So maybe the parents played themselves. I don't know. Because again, again, mind you, this is early May, so we were still in the belly of self quarantine. So you, you gotta know. 
<laughs> like you, you, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying everybody's house is like mine, but goodness, when I, when I was quarantined with the kids here, I I knew where they were. So. I just know growing up in a black family, if it got too quiet, my mom and dad are like, hey, what y'all doing? Yeah, somebody's going to need to. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody what are y'all doing? Like, it's themselves. too quiet in there. Like, why? How come you? Yeah. It's, it's just a, how do you not know? How do you know that two important things of yours is gone? The car and your child. Right. Okay. It's real out yeah. here for parents, bro. I'm not going to play the race card either on that one. Oh. So I'm going to digress. Oh. Let your imagination that, take you where you think you should go, and you may be right. Because <laughs> I'm just trying to think if that happened to you and your wife, how would that have gone? Mm, I can't tell you that, Walker, especially not on air. Okay. <laughs> if you want an idea, God. though, we do have another recording where we talk about how I discipline my kids. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, no, I'm just saying, just well, no, I'm not even talking about. Oh, you're talking about that. like from a DHR. Just... Okay, I see what you mean. Yeah, you know what I mean. Just, I, it I probably just... doesn't end as nicely as it ended for this kid. I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. That's that's yeah. You got anything else, man? No, that's all I got, Walker. I, f- I feel good about our recording today. So I just no, I'm not gonna do that. That's a cheap shot. I'm ready done enough to him good good no need to dig him back up out of the grave and then kill him again he's already dead i'm glad you realized that um walker's word for the week two words guys two words let us stand first of all let us stand uh, church uh, my two words for the week is be safe. Okay. Yatri is going out to a cookout to have a grilled Corona sandwich and grilled a Corona chicken, grilled Corona barbecue on a Corona plate. I just want to say to y'all to just be safe out there as you're congregating amongst others around family, going back to work, doing whatever you do, just be safe. That's all I have. That's all I have. Whatever you decide to do, be safe. Take care of yourself, your loved ones, as well as those you come in contact with. And that is all I have. The doors of the Tipping Point Podcast are indeed, in fact, open. May the Lord watch between thee and the Tipping Point while we're absent one for another. Have an amazing, successful successful week. And uh, we will see you soon. Thanks again for listening. This is the Tipping Point Podcast.